0: it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Enjoy the episode.
1: Welcome to the Heat vs. the World podcast. And now,
2: stay! And make some noise for your host, Joe Jacob!
0: Welcome everyone to another episode of the Heat versus the World podcast. I know it's been a while and we're back. So welcome to the podcast that's not for everyone. You gotta be filled with that heat culture in order to hear what we're talking about. So today, we got guests as usual. First, we got Jimmy Buckets. Say what's up to the people, Jimmy.
2: Boy, Jimmy Buckets, and boy, am I glad to be back.
0: And then after that, we got Clippy. Say what's up to the people,
3: Clippy. Hey, everyone. It's Clippy. You can follow me at ASUPXClippy on Twitter.
0: And then right after that, we got Miami Flash P.E.
4: What's going on everybody you can follow me at miami clutch pe on twitter and on instagram and then we got the homie brian
1: what's up i'm brian
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then last but not least we got lola aka egy underscore cole on twitter so just like that we have so much to talk about today and you know there's been a lot going on. So before we do that, uh, y'all can also follow me on Twitter at Joel K underscore. So without further ado, let's get started with today's episode. So first, we got to talk about this Heat preseason game. So just in case y'all didn't know, the Heat played their first preseason game yesterday against the Hawks. And after everything South Florida fans have been through these past couple weeks. Having a Heat game was probably one of the best things to happen in a while. So, to get started, let's look into some of the stats. Tyler Hero was the leading scorer last night with 26 points and nine of 12 from the field. You then have Bam, who had 14 points and five rebounds. Max Drews, who also had 14 points and four threes. Duncan Robinson with 13 points and four threes. And then Caleb Martin with 11 points and three blocks. And then Kyle Lowry with five points and seven assists. And Jimmy Butler didn't play, but still, it was a great showing from all of our players after what seemed like a whole eternity since we last saw this team take the court. So how do you guys feel about yesterday's game? We'll start off with you, Buckets.
2: I feel absolutely amazing. It's like I've been waiting for this and waiting for this and waiting for this forever. Everybody has, too. And then to finally see everything that we've been talking about and hoping for and waiting for and looking for actually come to fruition on the court. And not only come to fruition, but come to fruition beautifully, poetically. The way that we played last night in the short little time where we saw our, I mean, minus Jimmy, but we know what Jimmy brings. And that's that's just, you know, Jimmy. And that's only going to – I can't wait to see with Jimmy. But without Jimmy, I mean, it's just – i I'm, I'm honestly at a loss for words right now. It's just I'm happy. That would be all I can say. And I, I think that this team is a lot better and is going to be a lot better than a lot of people have given it credit for.
0: Mm-hmm. And then what about you, Clippy? I
3: have to agree with what Bucket said. I am so happy, but also – I don't want to get my hopes up too much because yes, it is preseason. But from what we did see, it's like, it really makes you think like, wow, this team can actually really go far and really do well and prove all these, people wrong, all these people wrong that said that we're not going to be as good as the Heat fans think that we're going to be. But after last night, you know, it really, it gets my hopes up so much that we can really, really, honestly, I think get out of the East maybe. Especially if Jimmy comes back and he, you know, is Jimmy. I, I think we're going to be scary. I really think we're going to be scary. Uh,
4: and then what about you, Flash? All right. So, like you said earlier, Joe, this was a cleansing for Miami sports fans. We've been through a lot. And we finally get to see the best franchise in the city with the best front office in the city. So, speaking about the game yesterday, it was so good. Uh, I think I want to get directly into Kyle Lowry and how he surpassed every expectation I had for yesterday. He only had five points, but he it looked like he impacted the entire game by pushing the ball, pushing the ball, pushing the ball. Bam had Bam had fourteen points in fourteen minutes because of what Kyle Lowry was doing. He was finding him. He like it's like Kyle made a decision to find him no matter what, and I think everybody else just fed off that. The little you saw PJ Tucker. He was guarding the ball. Great. He was, he was doing everything, getting on the floor, knocking down the corner three, which we need. He's a, he's one of the best corner shooters in the league, apparently. So I, I'm really excited to see that. But I got to say, I had my doubts about Tyler Hero the entire offseason, the entire all of last season, because of injury concerns. He put on 15 pounds of muscle or 10, something like that. And it showed yesterday. He had 26 points, like you said, and, on 12 shots. That's amazing for a player like him. He looks like he has an extra bounce in his step. He looks like he's physically stronger. And he can he's not he's now not such a liability anymore from the little that we saw of him for what 26 minutes. Um that block was amazing by Tyler, by the way. But all all of, all around I thought it was great. I thought Caleb Martin is a very bright spot for the Heat. And I think we have a chance to do something if we can keep the, keep this type of level of production. Then you add Jimmy, and then you add a healthy Victor Oladipo when it's time. Mhm.
0: And then what about you, Brian? How do you feel about last night?
1: Uh, last night was exciting, man. It looked like this team, at least, at least. Quite a few players look to be in midseason form. You know, Bam, I think you would expect that because he played the Olympics, you know, so he's probably a bit closer to what we're going to see during the season. But Kyle looked really, really good, man. He was finding people. And I think it's really, really nice to see that this team has an actual point guard. Uh, The ball movement was fantastic. I I don't think that they're going to keep up that pace the whole season, but. If if that ball movement is real and Kyle's going to be finding shooters and finding Bam specifically with ease, I think we're going to be seeing a much much improved offense. We know that the defense is going to be top top tier, right? Um, I think coming into the season, the question was and always will be the offense. But just from last night, and I know I get it first game preseason, blah blah blah, whatever. It looked really really smooth, and Tyler Hero specifically. I think we all expect them to come off the bench and. I think it's going to make a real run for sixth man of the year. Like, I think just from what we saw last night, that guy is ready, man. And uh, I'm excited to see what what he can do. Right, right. You know, because you look
0: at what we saw yesterday, and obviously, you know, we're not going to overhype it because at the end of the day, this is preseason. But, you know... To have seen Miami play that way, especially after coming off of a disappointing season last year, well, a disappointing ending, I mean, or you could call it a disappointing season, whatever you want to call it as, you know, it's just great. And like I mentioned earlier, and then you touched on it, Flash, Uh, to have a team that in South Florida that knows how to play good, you know, you can't ask for anything more. So with that in mind, like looking into all of this, Let's now look into this team. So one thing that I want to look at is when we look at how this roster is shaped, which players are going to have to take a pivot, play a pivotal role for the Heat's success, aside from the Heat's big three of Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and Kyle Lowry? So for this, I'll have, have you take the floor first, Flash.
4: Right. So I've seen, like, in specifically in two players, I've seen this debate all over Twitter of what's more important for the Heat to succeed this season, a leap from Tyler Hero or a healthy Victor Oladipo. I think both are really, really important, and if both happen, the East is in trouble because these guys are look to be going for it this year, the entire team. But I would probably say if you really want to get over that hump and maybe compete with the top teams in the East, I would probably... Have Victor Oladipo a healthy Victor Oladipo does that, and that's not a knock on Tyler. Tyler has is really good yesterday. If he can keep it up, that that answer might change soon. But I think that's the most important aspect of this whole roster in order for them to succeed.
1: Right,
0: and then what about you, Brian?
1: I think that the key to the season is going to be that Bam. Kyle Lowry connection I mean I really think that Bam has a chance To make another league because this is the first time in his career That he's had a true point guard And when you have a Super athletic center Super athletic and skilled center I don't want to call it a shame That he hasn't had a guy like Kyle Lowry Next to him but I think it's definitely There's definitely a lot of development And talent that we haven't Seen yet because he hasn't had a guy that can put him In the right spots Um so I think that that connection and seeing Bam's true ceiling with a guy like Kyle Lowry next to him is going to be a major key to what uh, what we see from this team. Mm-hmm. And then you could be?
3: Honestly, I think it's Tyler Hero. I think he needs to step up and he needs to do what he did last night. Maybe not every night, of course. But if he could stay consistent, I really think that we can be a better team because he can score the basketball. You know what I mean? He can produce, and he looks he looks good. If he could stay like that, I really think that we could be great. But seeing last season how he was super inconsistent, that kind of scares me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. My, my thoughts about him are still not great. Uh, last night, I was like, okay, you know, like one good game doesn't define everything, so he still has to, you know, prove, prove me wrong, prove a bunch of Heat fans wrong. But I think that if he steps up, we could be uh, a really good team. And if Oladipo comes back, you know, uh, earlier than we expected, yeah, we're definitely we're definitely going to be a threat because it looks like we want it. And uh, if these if these players produce, I, I think we can get it too.
0: Right. And what's your take, buckets?
2: Uh, going back on what Flash was saying, I agree 100 percent with the whole Hero Oladipo thing. I think if if Hero plays like hero like daddy hero last night like I think the whole him having a kid has changed his mentality a hundred percent and now he has something to play for than just his girl and just himself and just a cereal and stuff so you know I feel like he's gonna take if he can take a big leap and everything else like he played last night and then Vic comes back and and like I watched the interview with Tobin the other day when they sat down with Vic after the scrimmage and everything we're talking to him and Vic said that he was wobbling after that first surgery for like two years. He said that he couldn't even walk. He said that like he couldn't even get out of bed without wobbling. He had to correct himself all the time. And he said that this time the surgery's actually right. He said he feels better than he felt before. He's never felt this way. He's like, I'm actually, I'm ready. He's like, trust me, I'm ready. He's like, they messed me up. If Vic comes back healthy, then we have seven legit starters. If we have Hero playing like Daddy Hero and we have a healthy or a 80% Victor Oladipo, healthy Victor Oladipo, we have seven starters. And then my, my take was not a player. My take is our depth, our bench, which looked amazing last night. If we can have wings like Struz and then our pickup of Caleb Martin, which I think is brilliant, and that showed last night with his two-way versatility and everything, if we can have Struess and Martin backing up Jimmy on the wing, and then we have the, you know, Morris looked a little shaky shooting, but that's just you know him shooting last night. But he still played good. He's still Morris. He'll be fine. But him backing up Tucker and then Deadman, he was on the floor diving for balls. I mean, we have some depth, and that we, Vincent played well too. I mean, it's just I think we're scary, and I think it's not one player. My my thing about us being successful would be all our bench players, our role players, our versatility, and our health and just how everybody meshes. And I think it looks very promising.
0: Right. And then, Lola, what do you think? What, which players, in your opinion, do you think has to play a pivotal role for the Heat's success?
5: Um, if we're talking about the playoffs, I do think Depot's health is going to prove to be the most important factor. As he's exactly what I think will separate us from the rest of the East. Aside from the Bucs and the Nets, I mean, we're already good as is, but Depot is likely a starter if 100% healthy. And we already saw how our defense transformed with him in the starting lineup. And this was when he wasn't even 100% healthy, in my opinion. So if he's healthy and is able to be as aggressive as he used to be, his offensive prowess will also be extremely important in the playoffs. Like where we need multiple scoring options, especially against a team like the Bucs. Um, he'll take a lot of pressure off of Jimmy and that's a big priority. And um, we did learn from his media day that he finally felt like he had balance for the first time since his injury. So I am hopeful about that. But I do also think like Tyler's contribution offensively leading the bench unit is also going to be very important. I mean, Tyler already looked way more assertive um, in the game last night. Like he finally understood like his sole role is to get buckets and he got it to it effortless like he got it to his pockets effortlessly and those jump shots and hook shots and runners they they got way more efficient he just overall looks way more comfortable and confident out there and we needed him to continue to do that because when his offense is not going he kind of becomes a liability um is what we saw last year so just him being aggressive offensively leading the bench unit um is what exactly what we're gonna need um just as an additional offensive option. So those two things, I think, are, like, the key to us um, getting the success that we hope to get.
4: Right. So I want to, like, push back a little bit on one of the things you said, Lola. I don't think Victor Oladipo is a starter on this team. I think he's better suited off the bench with Tyler to give the bench much-needed defense. I think uh, you you can't bench Duncan with these guys on the floor that you have in the starting lineup you have Lowry, Bam, Lowry, Bam who's not a three point shooter, yet we haven't seen it. Tucker who only shoots from the corners and Jimmy who doesn't shoot threes. You need a three point shooter. You need a a a a um a sniper out there. And you you need Duncan Robinson out there and I don't see a way where you bench him unless it's unless you're actually losing in the playoffs and you need to shake it up because the the I luxury. Think Duncan brings too much.
2: The luxury the Heat have, though, is in the closing lineup. If they want shooting, they can go in the closing lineup, not starting. I'm talking about closing because I could see Depot fitting in with our starters in place of Duncan closing. But the luxury that the Heat have is to plug is they they have three amazing people that they could plug at the two spot. They can they can run. They could run hero. They can run Robinson or they could run Depot. Depending on what 100%. they want with, and that's awesome. That's such a great luxury to have. I just wanted to throw that in. I didn't mean to interrupt, yeah. but
4: one thousand percent. You put this is my take here. You start Duncan and you close with Depot.
2: Yeah, hundred. Probably
4: the best thing you can do.
2: And then you and can throw hero. And you can throw hero in the mix anytime.
4: I don't. Yeah, I don't think you start an Depot that's that we don't know if he's there yet. Health, health wise, just keep I, him off the gosh. bench and.
5: I yeah, think when he gets to a hundred percent, I think he will start only because we saw him start last year. And also I think I don't think Duncan is gonna be the guy that no, gets no we, thrown we, saw, we lineup. saw
2: we saw him we I, saw him start I, under different circumstances last year though. Duncan's the one that makes our offense run, he's our space. No, we no, have no, no, no. Let me let me let
5: me say something. All right, go ahead. I don't think Duncan is gonna be the guy that gets thrown off the starting lineup. I think it will be PJ. You're oh, be PJ PJ is is not gonna start,
2: gonna get, You're not gonna yeah. start think, Jimmy at power forward. I mean... Yeah, that's impossible. Duncan no, I'm is going to be... That.
5: Duncan can start a power forward then.
4: I, against no. the Bucks, you're not putting Duncan or Jimmy at power forward. No.
5: Okay, but, like, obviously, when you get... Obviously, like, depending on... Depending on, like, different teams that you go against, you might switch your lineups, but...
4: I mean, that's a, that's a lineup you can definitely see out there at some point, but, but not the starting line.
5: I just don't see an 100% Depot not starting. Like, I just don't see it. I really think he start.
4: do though, because you, you, I don't think you can go that small. I get you I don't think you can go that small how you suggested, and I don't think that you can bench Duncan at all. So you can't win there. You can't win starting the Depot. I just don't see it right now. I mean, maybe I, it get, changes. I get how Depot and
5: Tyler make sense. Like, I, I get yeah. that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a gonna, perfect bench. I mean, with Depot, I mean, if yeah, Depot yeah. is okay with it, then then I'm fine with that, but... Was I, I was just going it. off what happened last year when he did but play.
4: Last year, he like, last year who did who did he start for? He started for Kendrick Nunn because we didn't have a point guard. Now right. we have a point guard, so the the circumstances are different, and I think
5: he might not that, start, but I would still like to see that lineup with him. But and, he's gonna, with him, he's and... going to
4: get minutes. He's going to do a lot like he did last year in those like four games that we all thought was great. I think he's going to do all that, but just coming off the bench next to Tyler. And and just playing good basketball and I think he can do that for the bench and I think that would make us that would be something that puts us over the hump
5: regardless we're, we're deep like we're squad deep and I like that
4: very deep well. bucket says seven starters and he's not wrong right right
0: you know I mean that's the thing I love about this team you know there's a lot of names that I look at and You know, I just want to bring this up. I feel like we low-key hit on this in our last pod, but since it's been forever since we last did an episode, I'll bring this up. The fact that Lowry and Oladipo are on the same team, I mean, considering the fact that we were debating about getting only one of these guys on the trade deadline, it's just amazing how we were able to pull all this off in the first place. And I'm honestly really Mm -hmm. excited to see what this team can do when everybody is healthy so you know now that we've covered that let's now focus on the bench rotation because there's many ways in which this team can look when you look at the rotation overall and we know Spo is a guy that likes to um shake things up here and there so what do you guys think about the this bench rotation for the heat and how it will look we'll start off with you Brian
1: uh, actually, I'm not a huge fan of the bench outside of Victor Oladipo. Like I think that once Vic comes back, it's going to look a lot better. But I think that's kind of good because I think it allows Tyler to basically do whatever the hell he wants. Like Tyler does not have to worry about deferring to Gabe Vincent or Max Strus or anyone else outside of Victor Oladipo. Um, and again, like you have a really strong starting five, so it kind of doesn't even really matter. Like I think we're gonna see a lot of staggering between you know Kyle and Jimmy. So either so one of them is gonna be riding with the bench anyway. Uh but I think that that being said, even though I don't think this is going to be outside of Tyler here on Vic the best bench, I think that you have guys who are capable of having at least neutral minutes. You know, I think that Gabe Vincent, Maxtra Maxtruse, uh Caleb Martin, whenever he gets in, uh, not the biggest fan of Markeith Morris, but Dwayne Dedman. I think that all of those guys are, are are dudes that can, in their in their limited time, at least, you know, not lose you a game while they're out there. So, yeah, I, I don't think that we should be looking for massive things from that bench. We, they just essentially need to hold the fort. Um, and I think that they're very capable of doing that. Right. What's your take, Clippy?
3: Um, I think our our bench looks good. I I went to the to the game last night and I saw Caleb Martin and he just completely blew my mind. I think he literally bleeds. He, he coach, he culture. I think he can come off the bench if he ever comes off the bench. And honestly, I think he can help us defensively. Um, Morris, I'm also not a big fan. He looked really lost last night and kind of sloppy. Um, but I think that our bench looks good. Max Struess can come off the bench and he could score the basketball. He's a great shooter. And I think he's like a undercover athletic guy because he, you know, he can really move his feet on defense and he looks good. So I think he can come off the bench and, uh, and help us as well. But, you know, once Oladipo comes back and Tyler Hero, um, is with him, I think that our bench can really thrive because we need that, you know, our starters can't do everything. So I think our bench is going to play uh, a vital role in getting us some wins,
0: Right. And, like, you know, uh, I just want to talk about Marky Morris real quick, quick, because I love how everyone said that he kind of looked like James Johnson, which I low key kind of. Agree he with. did. I was kind he
1: of. Did. I thought
3: it
4: was him.
1: Probably was. Yeah. I thought it like, yeah, was. Uh, uh, <laughs> 100. Please
2: just like
4: him, too.
2: I was so getting ready to I say was, that. That's funny.
4: I saw.
1: I, was, I don't know about playing, because, like, there's a reason the Lakers let him go. Like, he doesn't have the ball handling or.
2: He doesn't don't have anything. Know. All yeah, he has is a three-point shot. He's not like good. It, he's yeah, really there's, like, there's, there's, barely even that, though. No, hey, that's Mo Harkless v two. Yeah,
1: there's a reason the Lakers didn't want him. Yeah, Just he missed let, a couple like, open, open shots real.
3: last night too. So he,
2: he missed a lot he's, of he's, open he's shots. James yeah.
4: Johnson
1: without the <laughs> dribble. <laughs> Glorifying yeah. <by> James
3: Johnson
2: and and the roundhouse kicks. <laughs> Jesus, like this dude, you so right, Joe.
0: He's not good. Yeah. Because I, I see Marke- Markeith Morris on the court, and I immediately feel like it's 2019 watching James Johnson take the floor and for us. And he has the
4: undershirt, too, that that yeah. James Johnson had.
0: So
2: oh like, it's my even worse. God. Jesus. And the tats. Well, oh, they're man. Both not, they're both going to have the legacy of not being with the team for very long. So <laughs> Well, <laughs> I, 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 is, is his contract tradable at deadline? Is it, is it trade-friendly? Because uh, it's, it's a minimum, I, well, think. I, I think. it's a minimum deal. Well, I, I think our biggest weakness is at the four, because that's just me. I think our biggest weakness is at the four. I mean, we have Tucker who comes in; that's fine. He can hit his threes and play defense, but who's going to back him up? Marquis Morris, and then who's going to back him up? KZ Okpala? No, I mean, like, I, I, I think that is a gaping hole. And I think everything else is sound. I think we have the best backcourt off the bench in the league. Once Vic is healthy with Hero and Vic, I mean, that's a given, and then. Max Struess and Caleb Martin look amazing and they can fill our wing needs and I and I feel confident after seeing Caleb Martin. I've followed him before. I mean, he was the whack player of the year uh, with Nevada and uh, uh, you know not long ago and he puts in work. Dude, that dude's a worker and he wants to be here and he will be a part of our rotation. I want to see him. I want to see Caleb Martin coming in after Jimmy and I want to see Struce, is basically we've carbon copied Duncan Robinson. And Streuss is just a stronger, two-inch shorter Duncan Robinson that can drive and can play defense but can stroke it just like him. And I like that. I love that we've copied Duncan. And we can. when Duncan comes out, Strews comes in. I want to see it where we can get it, where Jimmy comes out, Caleb Martin comes in. I don't know what we're going to do at the four because I don't want Marquise Morris in the game. And we don't have a backup. I don't want KZ Apollo in the game. So that's our thing is we need a 4. We need to figure that out.
4: Yeah. So anybody's the, takes the, on that? The thing you said about the the lack of depth uh at the 4 spot, I think that eventually either leads to the, the heat looking elsewhere or maybe opens up the door for to experiment with your 7 at the 4. So we'll see who who knows he he can stretch the floor so he can definitely play power forward. It's just depending how willing the heat are to do that instead of playing him as a traditional Five,
1: the center yeah I think the answer is going to be them finding someone else eventually but I think in the meantime it's probably going to be lineups with Jimmy at the four and probably playing I guess until Vic is healthy I think we're going to see a good amount of Kyle Lowry Tyler Hero Duncan Robinson Jimmy and Bam out there um and that like I, I think that while that's probably going to be a thing I am a little concerned with this uh P.J. Tucker groin injury I mean, I'm I'm thinking it's probably not nothing too serious, but if PJ Tucker goes out for any amount of time, that means a lot of minutes for Jimmy at the four and Marky Morris at the four. So that is until the long term that can be a concern.
2: Right,
0: and then Flash, what's your opinion about the whole rotation?
4: I mean, we covered a lot about the rotation. I think, like Brian said at one point, we're we're not the greatest bench, but we're also not terrible. We can keep – we can be neutral. And if you look down the list, like above the guys we set, uh, Caleb Martin, Marcus Garrett in the two-way contract, um, I think he can just not put the heat in a bind. I think these guys, like uh, I'm, I'm looking for the name here. I mean, KZ, we know what we get with KZ, so I'm not going to touch that. So I think – I just think the bench rotation is going to be all right. I do think two things are going to happen. We're always going to have one of Duncan or Strews on the floor at, at all times. And I think we're also going to have one of Jimmy, Bam, or Lowry at the floor at all times. And I think that's important for the bench because they, they're going to have some leadership out there.
0: Right. Right. And then, Lola, what about you?
5: Um, I do agree with everyone um, about the the lack of, four position options Um, when PJ went down, I was kind of upset and it really like made me realize like how important he is. And he's probably going to get a lot of minutes at that position since we lack um, a lot of depth there. I think like towards the trade deadline, I think Pat is going to make a move to get us another one. But obviously in the playoffs, our lineups are very tight. So I did like, like from like just the first game that we saw, I really like strews. Um, he carried that confidence from the Summer League, and he just, like, has a swagger to him now. Like, he belongs here. Um, and he kind of, like, keeps dunking on his toes. So, I kind of like that. I really like Cal- Caleb Martin. Like, I-, I didn't know too much about him uh, before he joined us. But, like, he's very aggressive and assertive. Gets to the rim. Puts lots of effort on defense. Like... He could definitely fight for those minutes. I mean, he came with no expectations, but he really showed up. Like, I, even on the training camp clips that I've seen, like, I see him attack the rim. I think he could, he could squeeze in a couple minutes there. And I like that we have multiple viable options at the five now. Like, we didn't have that last year. Um, we were rescued by dead men. Uh but this year we have like Deadman. I know you guys don't like Morris, but he is an option. And we also have your and your had like eight rebounds and 14 minutes last night, which is like great to see because rebounding has always been our problem. And if you go against someone like the Bucks, I mean they got two seven footers fighting for rebounds. So we need size. So like I want us to be giving your more minutes to get him a little bit more comfortable because I really feel like if we go against a team like the Bucks, he will prove to be really important and key to us um at that time so yeah
0: Mm -hmm, right so you know a lot of points were made overall and you know i i honestly feel like i'm speaking for everyone when i say that this heat team is going to be very excited exciting regardless regardless what's going to happen i'm sorry so with that being said you know let's look around the league now because if you look at what's going on the nba it's kind of really funny Uh, So first, I want to start off with the Philadelphia 76ers, okay? Because we're nearing the end of the show. You know, we got to do some trolling, if you know what I mean. So I want to read the quote of the day, and it's by Joel Embiid. We've already had shooters, and I feel like I can really play with anybody, and I can make anybody be better on the court. I don't necessarily need shooters, but I feel like over the years, like you look at when we got Al Horford, it's because we needed a stretch five just to make sure that was for him, a.k.a. Ben Simmons. And most of my career, I've had to take kind of a step out of the three-point line quite a bit, which I don't mind. I like to be a basketball player. I like to do everything on the basketball court. But I feel like our teams have been built, whether it's the shooting, the stretch five, and all that stuff. I feel like he's always had it here. And then he also goes on to say that we got rid of Jimmy Butler, which I still think was a mistake, but he, AKA Simmons needed the ball in his hands. And that's the decision they made. So because of that, we got to look. So when you look at all this, it's very obvious what the Sixers are looking like right now. And I know flash, you've been the one very excited to roast, but I know Clippy specifically you, you are the one that wants to go after the 76ers, so I'm gonna give you the four first if you don't mind.
3: Oh I don't mind. I <clears throat> I hate the 76ers. I've hated the 76ers since they beat us in the playoffs years and years ago. but um, I don't I just I want to talk about Ben Simmons and how he's being just a baby to be honest. I think that he you are an adult, you're a grown man and I don't know what he's doing just doesn't sit right with me. I think that that makes the whole organization look bad because he kind of was the franchise face, kind of. So I just, I think that it looks bad. And I just, I mean, I don't mind because I want to see the Sixers demise. I want to see them crash and burn because I've hated them for so long. But, and then they, now everyone wants Jimmy back and they said they never should have traded Jimmy. And it's like, but you didn't keep that same energy when, He came over here, though. You said that he wasn't going to make the playoffs, right? So that, I mean, it's funny now looking back because they're the ones that are looking like a terrible team. And we're the ones that are looking good. So I just love it. I Anything that has to do with the Sixers looking terrible, I'm here for it.
4: Right. And what do you think, Flash? Right. So I just got to say, we're so lucky that the 76ers are a trash can of a franchise. We're so lucky because they freaking stink. Like, if you really think about it, they mismanaged that whole Ben Simmons situation. And I want you to hear this, Philadelphia fans. If you kept Jimmy Butler over Ben Simmons, you're probably already an NBA champion. And I want you to live with that pain. You can keep your 1976 trophy and we'll keep our three rings in the last 20 years. Okay? That's all I got to say about the 76ers. It's short but sweet. Right. And then, Lola,
0: what's your take?
5: My take is a little bit different. Um, the entire Sixers organization, from the coach, to their best player in beat, to their beat writers, to their fans, blamed the elimination of last year's playoffs on Ben Simmons. So the organization wanted to trade Ben Simmons on multiple occasions throughout the season and after the season, he was their biggest asset in every trade discussion involving the Sixers. Everyone seemed okay with Ben getting traded. But the moment Ben turns around and demands a trade, it's a problem. Like I'm just happy I'm not a Sixers fan because it's hypocritical, it's embarrassing, it's a mess. And like y'all really made me a Ben Simmons fan. Like I blame the Sixers for that. And the only thing that can get worse than this is when Embiid requests for a trade, which may be sooner then they're delusional fan base
0: things. Right. It's just funny. And then I know, Brian, what do you think about this whole situation in Philly?
1: Uh, you know, personally, I don't necessarily care about the Sixers either way. Uh, I don't know, man. I think that Ben Simmons is, like, I honestly don't really blame the Sixers. I think that, like, I know that a lot of the narratives are funny. Like it, like I think it's entertaining to essentially watch a car crash, but I think that a lot of people aren't really acknowledging the fact that the Sixers have been really good for the past few years. And Ben Simmons is also a really damn good player. He's just kind of an an a-hole, which is, you know, that that's his thing, man. Like if he doesn't want to be there, that's cool. Uh, I think that this whole trade request could have been handled in a more mature way. That's for, that's for damn sure. Um, But I've felt for a while, and a lot of people have felt that Embiid and Simmons weren't an ideal pair. Like, there's been narratives for years about how they're going to have to trade one of those two. And it's just happening sooner than I think a lot of people thought it might have. Um, But yeah, at this point, the situation is untenable. I think that everybody knows that, you know, they're they're headed for a breakup. And that's okay. Teams break up. Um, It is what it is. Simmons, I think, is going to have the chance to show out on a new team, and I think the Sixers are probably going to be better for getting a piece that fits them more properly. It's just the way that it's happening, which, and again, neither of those are negative. Like, I really don't think that either that the situation is going to end up being bad for either side. It just looks really ugly, which that happens sometimes in the workplace. So it's whatever. I don't I don't really care. It doesn't make a difference either way in my life. But
2: right. I just
5: don't – but I just don't get how he's acting immature. Like, I don't get how – like, other, any other way that he could handle what just occurred to him. Like, I just – I don't think he's being immature. I just think he's literally giving back what they gave to him in the first place.
1: Oh, no. I, I can tell you how he's acting immature because he's a 25-year-old millionaire that's been treated like royalty yeah. his whole life. Like, he's a – like –
5: but he worked for that though like i don't like because these nba players like they work for they work hard like to make it to where they're at so it's oh I'm i'm
1: not i'm not saying he hasn't but i'm saying that he can still be in like he can be a hard worker and i'm not i'm not doubting the work ben simmons has put in like i said he's a really good player and you don't get to where ben simmons is by not being a hard worker by not being good i'm just saying that as a 25 year old you know he's in that last year of brain development like it's very possible that as a coddled kid who's been this basketball prodigy his whole life he's just a little immature i'm sure he's used to getting what he wants his whole life and when things haven't worked out now he's feeling real pressure that he's never felt before as a guy in his mid-20s he's sometimes some people don't react to it the best way and that's okay like i think that if you put a lot of people ben simmons age in his situation at least half of them are gonna act out right um and
5: but a lot of players th- are not in his situation, though, because a lot of players when they're when they do bad in a playoff series and then the whole world is like basically dissing them is what we saw. The whole the all of Twitter was dissing him. You don't see their teammates and the whole entire team throw him under the bus, including the coach. Like, I don't see that happen often. I really well, don't. Because,
1: but at the same time, Ben Simmons, it was a number one. And whether the pressure is? fair or not. It's a different conversation, but I think we have to keep in mind that Ben Simmons was the number one pick and he was getting comparisons to LeBron and magic. And I, I don't think that he was ever going to live up to either of those because those are, you know, top five greatest players of all time. But at the same time, I think that there was an objectively a lot of pressure. And I'm saying that not NBA players. I'm just saying humans. If you put 20, like if you put a thousand 25 year olds in his exact same situation with the same pressures, a lot of them are probably going to act out because they're 25 year olds. Like that's what you would expect. Um, And I, and while, again, I think that it could have been handled more maturely. I don't think that the situation was the best from Ben Simmons or the Sixers perspective. I understand the needs of both sides. Like I understand why the Simmons would want or why the Sixers would want more from Simmons, especially, you know, with the whole, like, he doesn't shoot thing. Like that's important. Then you play basketball, you got to be able to shoot. All of that makes
5: sense. If you communicate with Ben, not the media. Right, and, like that right, was the problem I, that I had.
1: I I I understand. Like I'm saying, like I said, it could have been handled more maturely. It just seems like there's a there's a lack of communication which is not it that's not new to people. Like, you know, like I said, like it, it it's ugly. It's very very ugly. I'm just saying that like this isn't exactly out the norm of just how people react to things and what and how things are handled. Um And I think, like I said, I think it's going to end up fine for both sides. It's just really ugly. And I think that both sides have valid arguments for why they're upset. And this is why they break up. Like, sometimes the situation just doesn't work out. And that's okay. Like, I don't think anybody needs to look at the Sixers and be like, ah, well, y'all suck for your reasoning. Or look at Simmons and say, ah, y'all suck for your reasoning. Like, it's... they both just don't want but to I be feel together like at
5: this point like yeah and that's fine but at this point it's like ben has no control whether he can be like whether he can leave or not like it's up to them to separate so
1: yeah he's, he's under contract. literally
5: just waiting at this point yeah
1: yeah yeah. he's on the contract but it is what it is and they're gonna trade him i don't think that you know he either they're gonna trade him or he's he's gonna be willing to give up his whole salary for the year so you know we'll, we'll see what happens happens it's just it's ugly it's really really ugly there is obviously some failed communication a lot of immaturity but it, it's not without reason and I think that the reason the reasons in a vacuum are fair I just think that what you, what they did about those reasons how they how they acted upon you know right. their the way they they have the been situation. handled better yeah but right. you know it, like I said they'll be fine they'll be fine Both sides. Right. Right, And
0: I mean, this just goes to show how great of an organization Miami is. Because we've never seen this type of situation that's just so weird, you know, with any all-stars of our own, you know. And it's – and, you know, now I want to focus on, like, you know, we get Kyle Lowry. And, you know, there's a specific fan base who – Who's just obsessed with the heat now? You know? Like you can't post a picture of Kyle Lowry eating a sandwich without this specific fan base tweeting about how he was eating sandwiches in Toronto. Why wasn't we tweeting why wasn't we tweeting about that when he was doing it there? And that's none other than Raptors fans and all that other stuff. I mean, even Brady Hop from Five Reasons couldn't post a highlight of him without getting heat from these fans. And, you know, I know, Flash, you were the one that was really pushing for this role session. So now the floor is all yours.
4: Right, right. So my beef, right, my main beef with Raptors fans isn't even about Cal Lowry. I've seen how you've been treating Goran Dragic. You guys are trash. you That's like spitting on a puppy. Like, you're treating the probably one of the best human beings on Earth like, like trash just because... I if I have no reason because he doesn't want to be in your trash ass country. I don't I don't understand this. Like Goron is is a great person. He's a great player. He can still play. Like people forget that. But I, I just don't understand the hate for the hate for Goron Dragus just because we have Kyle Lowry now. Now you have to take it out on us because you lost your best player, because you lost your franchise guy. The and he right now he'd be the best player on your team. So I don't, I don't really understand why you treat the guy like this. And, and about Cal Lowry, like, Brady Hawk is such a nice guy, and you come at him for posting a highlight? Bro, get a job. What the hell is wrong with you guys? Like, you just need to understand that if, some, if we see some, him doing something, you're going to post about it. That's how media works. I don't understand the Raptors fans getting all, like, bent out of shape I just, I don't understand how Raptor fans operate though. That's, that's basically all what I have. The last message I have for those guys is just go kick rocks.
0: Right. And um, before we continue, I'd like to say that the thoughts and opinions of our members of the heat vs. the world podcast does not reflect our overall um, beliefs. Uh, So shout outs to everyone in Canada. That's not toxic. Y'all know who you are. Shout outs to you. Y'all the homies. And uh yeah, you know, we don't think y'all are trash behind country. And um, so yeah, um, yeah, shout out shout out to y'all Canada. Uh so our uh, next one. So we have um so next to go up, we have our Canadian, our our favorite Canadian on the pod, Lola. Um the floor is yours.
5: Yeah, Yo, I'm so sorry for my people, like honestly, like they really embarrassed me the other day. Like, I don't know why they can't mind their own business. Like, the only thing I will say is, like, I really just need Raptors fans to tread very lightly on their commentary regarding Dragic. Like, tread lightly. Because we don't play when it comes to Goron. Like, we really don't. And y'all already said enough. Like, treat Dragic with the same respect we treat Kyle. Like, it's really not that hard. Like y'all stay dissing us as a fan base but like look what y'all are doing like the way y'all treat these players that are on your team is just ridiculous and then there was like this picture going around of pressures precious and they were like um tweeting about how he's happier in toronto and the man wasn't even smiling like there was no grin. he looked miserable like really like i just need them to do better i just need to them to focus on themselves they look like they're still rebuilding um I mean, like, their future, like, I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs. Just, like, focus on y'all because we got big things on our side. Like, that's all I got to say.
0: Right. Then Clippy.
3: Um, Honestly, I'm I'm not going to defend Toronto here, but I think that they're just hurt. You know what I mean? It's kind of like a, a when we lost to a Wade situation. That was their franchise player, you know what I mean? And the whole city of Toronto loved him. So I feel like they're just doing things out of hurt. Which that's fine. I mean, it's it's funny, but at the same time I feel like we've kind of been there. Except not to that extent, but there obviously was people that did that when Dwayne Wade left. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I just think they're hurt and uh like Lola said, focus on yourself because you guys are probably not even gonna make the playoffs. So I don't know why they're so focused on uh on the heat, but yeah, they're they're just hurt and it's like it's like an ex girlfriend, you know what I mean? Like they're gonna always have something to say. If
4: they're hurt, they should go see a therapist, not talk about drugage.
3: Agreed. Agreed. Agreed.
5: Ex-girlfriend vibes for real. Like, that's literally how <laughs> the they cycle <psycho> X. <laughs> like.
0: Right. And then Brian, what about you? Uh
1: I just want to say, first off, Canada, we don't think you're trash. Listen, y'all got free healthcare. Y'all your people are vaccinated. You got a lot of nature. I do. Your people are objectively happier than people in the United States. So Listen, yes, y'all have done that, that. That's not even to get into all the other stuff that y'all have objectively done better than us in the past few years. This is strictly basketball. Just want to put that out there. Canada, yes. y'all are great. Throw me some of that free healthcare, please. I need that. Yeah, I need that. Um, Facts, we're safe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I think that this is one of the situations where I haven't really paid attention too much to the Heat Raptors drama because, again, much like the Sixers, I don't care about the Raptors. Like, whether they win or lose makes no difference in my life. I have noticed some weirdness from both sides, though. Like, when that one picture of Kyle Lowry working out and the, the people talking about Kyle Lowry's body fat percentage, talking oh, about yeah, people, that's like, true. That, that's weird. Like, yeah. come on, guys. Like, that's strange. <laughs> Kyle Lowry has looked great for years, he's a top tier elite. Athlete, champion, all NBA, all star—like he—he's already a fan, peak human physical condition. So that kind of stuff and saying, "Oh, he's going to be better now that he's in Miami." Like, nah, man. That like, dude was successful, he, like, for a very long time. So don't don't act like he needs to be in Miami to be a great athlete. Kyle Lowry is great, but I also think that the weirdness from the Raptors definitely comes in being butthurt over every little Kyle Lowry thing. Like, I don't really understand that. I mean, I guess it's he's precious to their franchise or whatever. They like him, so it's, like, weird seeing him what to eat. But, man, that dude chose to work somewhere else. That's okay. Worker's right. He can do that. He didn't have to stay in Toronto forever. He's not from Canada. Like, I don't know. I just think that there's a lot of pettiness going back and forth, a lot of weirdness that's unnecessary. So, y'all, everybody chill. Everybody chill, relax. It's just basketball. Kyle Lowry's happy, cool. Goran, I'm sure, is happy getting free healthcare and getting paid more in Canada. Precious is cool. Like, it's all cool. We're good.
4: Relax. That's all. I'm sure Goran that. would rather be in Dallas. Right,
0: well, and
5: and that's fine. And that's fine. Like they're uh, mad that a like a 30-something year old does not want to be on a rebuilt team. Like that's not, that's not something that's just normal. Like nobody at that age that wants to win a championship wants to be in a rebuild team. Like, that's not personal. That just, every player is like that at that age. That's why they signed those varying minimums to the Lakers and the Nets to win a championship before they retire. I don't know why they're taking it so personal.
3: Yeah, they're also making us kind of feel bad about not liking Precious because he had a good preseason game. And they were all like, oh, he fans are going to be so mad about this. Like, no, we didn't even want him on our team. Like, it's any reason that the Toronto fan base has to come at us, they come at us. And it's really weird. Like, it's the ex-girlfriend type, like, situation. It's just really weird.
0: And um, so, but yeah, I'm we're going to move on from this topic because I'm kind of scared of you, Flash. Um, I, I really don't. Like, Canadians, like I said, y'all are. Um, our homies and all that. Like Brian said, you know, y'all y'all are cool, just not in a basketball standpoint when y'all let Heat fans live rent-free in y'all heads. You know who I'm talking about. So yeah, shout outs to Canada though. The cool people who be in Canada. Big
1: shout out to Canada. Y'all y'all should be a role model for America at this point. So Yeah, you 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 good.
0: Yeah, we yeah, we appreciate y'all up there, okay? Y'all the homies. So now that we've um talked about that. Uh is there any other fan bases that we should hit on? Because I feel like we're just <laughs> we just having a whole road session. So who else are we trying to go after? Right um now? the
3: the Lakers and the whole Kendrick Nunn situation. They wanna <laughs> act like Kendrick Nunn is Michael Jordan. I don't know.
1: That's I feel like weird. listen if we a lot of Heat fans have been talking smack about Kendrick Nunn. Y'all are hypocrites. I just want to say that. I've been hating on that man for a while, for a lot of reasons. And now Heat fans want to be like, oh, Kendrick Nunn is trash. Kendrick this and that. Yeah. Come on now. Uh, don't don't we, do not I that. don't think do we we do we he's he trash. We were yeah, here, Brian. We were here. I've been doing this trash. forever. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. Like, I still
5: don't think he's trash. I still nah, think no, get, he can get buckets. And we could we could assign him for whatever they signed him for. And that's it's it. forget
4: Kendrick Nunn for life. He's a human parking cone.
1: He is. He just like, still
5: get buckets, though. He, like, we he, he can't can just get buckets when,
1: when it's catch and shoot. What he's what he's breaking out for a duck, you know, like. Other than that, I don't want Kendrick Nunn creating offense. It just wasn't a
5: good fit for us. But I think I think and, on another team where he could be a good fit, he, he could be useful. Cause yeah, he'll be fine yeah, defensively. He's he'll be fine on the Lakers. I
1: just I just think that it's weird that y'all not you not you specifically. I'm just saying it's weird mm-hmm. that a lot of Heath then defending Kendrick Nunn really hardcore and now that he's on a different team you know he's just like oh get out of the trash like well pick a side yeah, keep pick that side. same energy you know keep yeah. keep that same energy because yeah it's been the same for, for me for the last like yeah years. same yeah, same screw i feel that.
5: like every and i feel like every team does that like when they get a new player like we kind of like hype them up and do all of that stuff like we're kind of hypocritical because we do the same thing sometimes. Like we get a new player and we hype them up. And then the other team, like whoever we got them for keeps telling us that he's a scrub, that he's not going to do nothing for us, but we hype them up anyway. And it's just what it is. I just like, I think Lakers are a team that we really have to look at because I think they're, they're undeniably likely the one that's going to come out of the West, um, pending that they're healthy. So like how we match up against them is something we should be looking at like throughout the season. And yeah,
4: that's, as, that's if like half of their old asses don't break their hips before the season's over.
5: <laughs> I mean, their bench, their bench got blown out by the Nets bench. Let's just put that out there.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I don't want to play the Lakers. I I'm don't need to see LeBron <laughs> in, the, in the finals again. That's, that's, right. we know how that's going to end. So let's. Yeah. Hope the only reason, the only
4: him. reason I don't want to see LeBron, that's it. The other guys, they're just. They're like, what's it called? What do you call it? geriatrics? We don't care.
1: No, I I also don't want to see AD. I also don't want to see Rut. Like, there's a lot of guys on that team I don't want to see in a playoff series. And so is just...
5: Rondo back on that team?
1: Rondo Yo. is back on the team. I don't know if he's going to play all that oh much, but I'm God. I'm good. I'm I'm very good on that. So I don't want to see Rondo else again in them. the
5: playoffs. I really don't. And so let's see.
1: Let's. So, are we
0: ready to close the roast session, or is there any other fan base we trying to hit before we close it
4: out? I think we're fine. I got. <laughs> I got what I need to get off of my chest. Yeah,
3: same. <laughs> I'm right. just excited screw, for this. Screw Disney Bucks then. fans for the culture. <laughs> That's no, it. For real. We're
5: done. Yeah,
0: like you know just, what? It's crazy because. As of right now, when as this episode is being recorded, it's only October 5th. And six days from now, will mark the one-year anniversary of when the finals ended for the Heat. And, you know, yet you still have people who are trying to call us bubble flukes and all that. You know what? Kick rocks, as you said, clutch. Like, who touch grass at this point? Like, if you honestly can consider us a bubble fluke at this point, just call yourself a casual and move on. But like yeah, anyways, with that being said, shout outs to Canada's yet can Canada yet again. And just know that it's no hate from us, well at least from most of us. And um, yeah, y'all the homies. So please don't try to get Heat vs. the world canceled. And um with that being said, wait, is there anything else you guys want to add on or
4: Enjoy freezing your ass off Canada? Oh. Shout out
5: to the six.
1: Shout out to <laughs> shout out to the beautiful nature. Oh my god, Canada. Shout
5: out to
3: you nature. guys being vaccinated.
1: Shout out to you guys being <laughs> vaccinated. Shout out to yes, Healthcare. Shout out, shout out to the good political leaders. Yes. Like shout out to a lot of things about Canada. Um Tyler Hero yeah, Shout, shout to out, man. Shout out. Enjoy getting frostbite. Oh
5: my gosh. Anyway, yeah. so that tread Lightly on tragic beauty. for real. Tread Lightly. Yeah, y'all
0: know
5: yeah. Y'all yeah, no we love
1: Canada. Yeah,
0: like we cool with you guys, just lay off the Kyle Lowry obsession with the heat and all that. And we can be homies. So with that being said, uh, thank you all for tuning into this episode of the heat vs. the world podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HVTW podcast. And we'll see you guys next time with a brand new episode. We
1: out. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time with a brand new episode of the Heat versus the World podcast.